You're listening to Every Song Has a Story, an independent podcast that aims to provide a platform for artists to talk about their inspirations and their unique process of writing songs. Big City Productions is committed to carrying on the conversation about local art and culture in your community. What's up? We're rolling. Hitting milestones, meeting new people, introducing songwriters to new audiences, just like we planned, this is working out, and we're grateful that you're along with us. You never know when plans could change. Our next guest almost had to skip this interview. After a busy weekend playing two shows, he finished loading his gear, as usual, and had to watch someone drive away with his vehicle, his luggage, and his instruments. Like a true road warrior, he said the first thing on his mind was how was he going to make it to the gig the next night. But after a mad scramble and some good luck, they managed to recover the car and all of his belongings. Originally from Weyburn, Saskatchewan, when he's not busy on the road, he now calls Edmonton home. With over 150 shows on the prairies, it's obvious this songwriter has gained enough experience to overcome all obstacles. He says you have to be ready for anything when you're a traveling musician. There's always something that could send plans spiraling into a different direction. His positive attitude, his bright smile, and his high-energy, heartfelt performances help keep his schedule jam-packed. He's inspired by rock and roll, and now, with an added twist of country and Americana, he's bringing the party back to Saskatchewan, with stops in Saskatoon and Regina in March of 2023. For more information, find us on Instagram at Every Song Has a Story or check out BigCity.com. You have no idea what's going to come at you, and that's the same with life. Going down the road, no matter what obstacles come at you, it's going to be worth it. When you're chasing a dream that you really you really are passionate about. Hey folks, this is Braden King. I'm a friendly giant from the prairies of Saskatchewan. I play rock and country music. And today we're going to be chatting about my song, Down That Road. Can you describe the day that the idea for the song came to you? Yeah, actually I remember the the day very very clearly it was in uh april of 2020 when everyone was all locked down in their houses and at this time i was really trying to work my songwriting brain because i didn't really have much else to be doing and i remember i was taking a shower and the melody for the chorus like just jumped into my head like magic uh, and I just started singing the words. Like, it, it just came to me so, so quickly, that chorus. And uh, I just knew I had to jump out of the shower and uh, and <laughs> record a voice memo of it so I wouldn't forget it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I still had soap in my hair or something like that, and I just jumped out and, and got the idea down in my phone so I wouldn't forget it. And, uh, yeah, I think I started penning it, uh, right like that day could you tell us a little bit about the inspiration for the lyrics uh the lyrics came from a time in my life when i was living in uh in belgium 
right after I finished high school, I moved to Belgium for a year because I didn't, I didn't want to go to university for something I didn't really like. And uh, I was still trying to find myself in a way, I think. And um, so I, I went to Belgium on this exchange program. And we used to spend a whole lot of time at this bar called Celtica. And it was in Brussels. And I was walking back to the train station. And um, I just heard this guitar. I, I All I could hear was a guitar. And I was like, you know... That just sounds so cool. So I just, I followed the sound and it brought me to uh, this busker named Andrew. And uh, I I basically asked him, I, was, I knew the song he was playing. It was actually an Ed Sheeran song. And I said, hey man, could I could I sing a song with you? And we ended up doing that, that same Ed Sheeran song. And, and we both kind of looked at each other and it was like a, it was like a duet match made in heaven. And uh, we, I don't know why that night we didn't exchange contact information, but about two months later, I was walking back around the same area and sure enough, I found the guy again and sure enough, we performed together again. That time I made sure to get his number and everything and we actually ended up busking around Brussels together. And uh, there's a line in the song that says uh, this path is yours to take you can live it if you want to and that's probably my favorite line in the song because uh, it really describes the inspiration that I felt from this person I don't even to this day after him knowing that he has a song written about him uh, I don't know if he knows how much us meeting changed my life because at that time I had no I, I didn't think I could pursue music I didn't think I was, I had a lot of self, self-doubt self and I didn't think that it was realistic. So I had all these voices in my head saying, you can't do it, you can't do it. And, and he kind of sat me down after one of our sessions and he said, hey man, like, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, well, I'd love to be a musician. He's like, then go for it. And seeing him being a guy that moved from Russia to Belgium just to busk on the street and he's doing what he loves every single day. And it might not be a glamorous life, but he, he just loves life. Uh, I, I knew right then that in some capacity, that was the life that I wanted for myself. So uh, all in all, that that's what the song is about. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of a story in that song. And um, my my buddy, David Henneberg, uh, kind of helped me um twist some of my words into something that made sense so uh there's a couple co-writers on this one and and i'm pretty uh thankful to have the the help from some buddies because i don't think i would have gotten the song that i have right now if it hadn't been for them so do you write in silence or do you write with music going or your guitar in the in your hand typically um i write Music and melody will come to me first. Uh, lyrics are usually the uh, the secondary, which I know is uh, for a lot of people, they will just write and write and write songs, but they don't even have any music yet. But I'm very music driven. So typically if I'm writing a song, I've got my guitar in my hand and uh, I, I am... Uh, jotting down ideas on a notepad and um typically 
if a melody comes to me with with a with the chords, if that part comes to me, so I'll just start singing random lyrics. I don't care if they make sense or not. It's just it's just to get that brain working. And 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 sometimes one word will just pop out, and I'm like, oh, that maybe that's the that's the idea for the song, because I. Um, I remember when I started writing it, I had uh, out on my own with a da 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 da, da. and I knew I wanted out on my own. I thought that sounded so cool, uh, so I was like, okay, where was I on my own? Like, and then I it just that took me back to that place lyrically. But I definitely had uh, the melody and the the kind of musical idea way before the lyrical idea. So. What did you learn when you were writing this song? I think this song was a transitional period for me. Um, although it's not a country song per se, it's definitely got more of a blues flavor. I started to hear some country feelings coming out in this song. And I was like, prior to writing this song, I was very much just a rock singer. I played in rock cover bands. I loved rock music. I listened to rock music. And at some points in my life, I actually despised country music. I, I would tell my mom to turn it off because I just didn't want to accept that maybe it was good. And also didn't want to... Uh, I, I, I thought that kind of like bro country and that kind of stuff was like, was country. And I knew I didn't like that stuff. But um, I realized with these blues flavors there was definitely some country coming out of me so i i kind of from that moment on started switching my writing style and and um having a bit more of a country flavor to my stuff so uh it, it was a big transitional moment for me because i uh i kind of found my realm of where i like writing and i I realized that country music doesn't have to be one thing. And also I realized that you don't have to tie yourself down to one specific genre because there's, there's blues elements in this song. There's also rock elements. There's, there's pop elements and, and there's country in there as well. So, um, I, I just realized a lot of things about myself and, and what I want to do as an artist through this song. Did you write this song with a specific audience in mind? I don't think I wrote this song with any specific audience in mind. I was still very early on in, uh, in writing songs for myself. Prior to that, I was writing songs for um, groups um, that I was in previously. Um, so... I actually think the audience that I wrote it for would be me. Uh, I wrote this song for me because I it was probably my first time ever really writing a song about a very specific life experience. And I just, I, I told myself that even if this song doesn't see the light of day, that... Uh, I wanted to write this song for me because I just felt it was so cool to to actually be able to sing about your own life and and uh, yeah. So I'd, I'd say the audience was was me. 
because I at that point didn't even have plans of being a solo artist when I wrote that song. I, I, there was nothing happening for me in terms of being an artist. So um, yeah, I was just writing songs and uh, the hopes that I could play them for friends and stuff. And as the song plays through, uh, I'm wondering what part continues to resonate with you. Um, head on down that road. When I sing the line, head on down that road, it's a constant reminder to me to... The road is is something that you don't you don't know especially when you're taking on a career like music it's like you have no idea what's going to come at you and and that's the same with life but uh chasing a dream like this it's like i i just go back to that kid uh well it's only two years ago but i i decided to leave school and not get another job and just become a musician and make a full-time living from music and I, I said it's it's this or nothing so i just went for it and i, I guess we're not starving yet so um <laughs> basically I, that that line is just a constant reminder for me to keep on pushing and and to keep on going down the road no matter what obstacles uh come at you it's it, it's going to be worth it um when you're chasing a dream that you really you really are passionate about have you ever performed this song and maybe you could talk about a memorable time that you did i performed this song with the band quite often uh and actually we're going to be releasing a uh, a full band studio version of this song later in this year um but i feel like for me the times that um are really more meaningful to me on this this performance is like uh, on this song is when i'm playing it just acoustically um i, I love the full band production version and everything it's it's super super great and uh, i can't wait to put it out but uh there, there's this special flavor when i perform it acoustically and i think the most memorable time was uh three weeks after I, I wrote the song, I was having a campfire with my mom, dad, and my sister. And I had the final line pop into my head. I, I, I was like, that's it. That's the, that's the missing puzzle piece. So I went and grabbed my guitar and I played it for my family. And I just kind of remember them being silent afterwards. And <laughs> dad was just like, whoa, like that, that was really good. Like, it immediately became his favorite song. And like, I, I think that was a pivotal moment because maybe they realized, um, I, I had a, a knack for songwriting and, and maybe, uh, I could make a career out of this if I so choose at that point, I, I hadn't really decided that I wanted to do it, but, um, yeah, that I wouldn't call that a performance because it wasn't in a, in a, live concert-esque setting but um that's definitely the most memorable time playing it was the first time playing it for my family because uh at that time i kind of knew that i might have had something what was the most challenging aspect of getting this song ready to record 
The most challenging aspect of getting the song ready to record was uh, my brain getting in my way. Um, I uh, initially wrote the song with a chorus that was twice as long as it currently is. And I was always playing it like that, playing it like that, playing it like that. And then uh, I was in a songwriting class at, at McEwen University and performed this song for the class. And um, after some discussion, kind of realized, hey, that back half isn't isn't really necessary. Like, uh, th- there's nothing really of meaning there. We're just waiting to get to that next that next point. So I, I trimmed the chorus in half and uh, ended up with a song I liked a whole lot more. So it was. Um, just a lot of editing and uh, trial and error to make this song what it was. And where was this song recorded? Um, the live acoustic version of this song was recorded just outside of Regina, Saskatchewan with a guy named Tanner Bolianitz. He runs a collective called Big Job Collective, and he's working with some independent artists around Saskatchewan and Alberta. Um, we just recorded in his home studio and, uh, actually we tracked all seven songs for that live album off the floor in, in about four hours that night. So, uh, yeah, recorded those songs with, uh, with Tanner and, uh, yeah, it was a great experience. Did anyone accompany you on this song for the recording? Uh, for the live recording of this song, I accompanied myself. I played guitar and, and sang, and there's no overdubs or anything. Uh, on, the, on the version of the song that we'll be releasing later this year, um, I had the help of producers Chris Demas and Madison Nickel, based out of Regina and Toronto, uh, to kind of bring this song to life. They are some music masterminds and... Uh, the song still blows my mind every time I listen to it because I, I hear something different that they put in there every single time. So it's pretty interesting comparing the live version to uh, to the studio version that we have now because it's the same song, but it feels like two different songs at, at some points. It's pretty interesting. So if you could record anywhere, where would you choose to record a few songs? Um... I would, I don't even know which studio he's working in, but Dave Cobb is, a, I've just been blown away with what he does uh, with, uh, with like Stapleton and uh, Rival Sons. I, I really, really like his uh, recording. Um, I, I'm not familiar with uh, the studio that he works in, but I, I would like to work with him. That would be so cool. And also, uh, Joey Moy, um, he used to record Nickelback, and now he's recording um, all these modernized uh, country artists like Dallas Smith and Hardy. And um, he's bringing all these cool rock elements into stuff, and he's trying... I just love the production of his stuff with Hardy. So... um, if I were to go cut a uh, full rock country record, it would probably be with Joey Moy, uh, wherever he records. I don't know, but uh, 
and I'm saying I would do this <laughs> like as if I know these people, but uh, <laughs> that's the dream, right? So where's the best place that we can find this song? Uh, you can find Down That Road along with all my other music on all streaming services, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, uh, iTunes, and probably about a hundred other places that I've never heard of. But uh, basically anywhere you can get your music, you can get this song. And uh, there's some CDs floating around out there. I haven't restocked my... Uh, uh, my inventory except um you you might find a cd kicking around somewhere so where do you listen to music i listen to music primarily on spotify uh which is ironic because spotify pays its artists i think the least amount out of any streaming service um not that any streaming service really pays a crazy amount but um I, I use spotify mainly for its algorithm spotify is really good for suggesting new music to me that i've never heard of that as soon as i listen to it i'm like oh yeah this is what i like this is the kind of stuff that i like what can we expect from you in the future in the future uh for this year specifically um, I will be releasing five studio singles throughout the year, uh, which all kind of have their own flavor. I'm really, really excited about them. They're, these singles aren't working toward any, uh, any sort of record or anything. I just, I, I want to put out a bunch of songs. So what we're doing is we're putting out a single every eight weeks until I decide I don't really want to do that anymore. But we're going to do that for at least a year and a little bit. And uh, aside from that, I'm just going to be touring just like normal. Uh, I don't really find myself getting off the road too much, and I don't see that changing too much uh, in the near future. The only thing that's going to change is where we're going. Uh, we're planning a BC tour for uh, springtime, and um, we're heading out east uh, to Ontario area in uh in the fall it sounds like so um just we're still touring just on a bigger scale and uh same thing with the songs we're still releasing songs except i think these ones might be a little bit better now so just trying to keep the keep progressing in the career so a hypothetical question now if you had a last minute show scheduled at a really big venue who would you call to join you on stage and who else would you like to be on the bill I was, I was trying to think outside of my band and I'm like, I don't know if I want to play with anybody else. Um, my guitarist, Roman Kozlowski, is, uh, I think he's just a little bit more, uh, maybe a year older than me. And uh, we met initially at McEwen University and now we tour around and be goofballs across Western Canada. Um, he is just a master of the guitar at the age of 23 and uh he's the best and uh my drummer cody mack uh, i love playing with the guy he's like our band dad uh he, he is a bit older than us but uh it doesn't seem like it when when we're all hanging out so um and and we mainly just uh we we haven't really found our bass guy yet we're uh we've been trying out a bunch of different freelance guys that we we enjoy playing with but um i don't know if we've 
found our locked in guy yet. But uh, if it was going to be an Alberta show, there's two Alberta artists that I would love to. I haven't played shows with yet, but I would love to. Uh, Devin Cooper is an artist based out of Calgary area. And uh, Kyle McKierney is another one that's. Uh, I, I just love the guy's music. He's based out of Airdrie. Um, but if we were going on the rock side, I got to stick with my boys in uh, Dad Levy in Regina. I've played countless shows with those guys and we're just the best of friends. What advice would you give to anyone starting out as a songwriter? Oh, man. I feel like I need the advice, but uh, for me, um, my best lyrics come out of just pouring ideas onto a, a sheet of paper or a notepad, and I, I don't even try writing a song at first. I just, I just basically write on a topic in essay format, and I get all my ideas on that topic down on paper, and then I'll go through with a highlighter. And I'll, let, I'll highlight things that I think could sing well or could be good lines or something. And uh, then I just kind of start piecing a song together like a puzzle piece sometimes. But uh, biggest advice is uh, if you're in the shower and you have a song idea, you better hop out of that shower and get it down. Can you do a shout out to anyone you think we should check out? Yeah, Definitely. Um, Dead Levy uh, is one of my favorite rock bands out of Regina. Super, super cool. Marcus Trummer is a uh, a blues rock guy based out of Calgary, and he's just absolutely incredible. He's releasing a record later this year, and um, his songwriting blows me away every single day. Um, Walker Tompkins is an incredible country uh, songwriter um, and performer. We just played a show together in Grand Prairie, and he's based out of Fort St. John, and I think he is just phenomenal. Oh, Jordan Pollard is a, uh, a pop country artist that I play with all the time, and she is just phenomenal. Her voice is, is great, and um, she is all over the radio and um, is really making a name for herself. And uh, I'm proud to call her a great friend of mine. So, yeah, there, there's just a couple to, to name a few. Kyle McKierney, I think, is the best. Is my favorite country-esque artist out of Alberta. I think you'd more call him uh, Americana folk style, but uh, whatever it is, it's, it's pretty kick-ass. You have no idea what's going to come at you, and, that, and that's the same with life. Going down the road, no matter what obstacles uh, come at you, it's, it's going to be worth it. When you're chasing a dream that you really, you really are passionate about. Hey, this is Braden King, and you're listening to Every Song Has a Story with Big City Productions.